Welcome to the Camille Healing Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about sexual energy. Now, the journey that we go on to embody and own and reclaim and stand up proud in and then be safe enough in to explore with regards to our sexual energy is often a lifelong journey. And more often than not, the first experiences that we have of sexual energy are quite frightening or disturbing or give us a sense of unease or discomfort or often make us feel like, especially if we have been on the receiving end of conditioning that teaches us that there is shame and that there is a sin around sexual energy, often we then start to experience sexual arousal along with all those other uneasy and uncomfortable sensations and feelings. So the first stage of evolving into ourselves as sexual beings, of beings that are channels for this very potent life force that can create anything is really to uncover and face the experiences that we've had that have involved sexual energy whereby we've been left with something to carry or we've been left with emotional residue or we've been left with a hang-up, maybe a somatic hang-up, maybe unresolved sensations in the body or feelings of guilt or shame etc. Now sometimes this can happen as children and you can listen to the podcast that I've created on unconscious childhood sexual abuse but that's not to say that that's the only way that we experience distortions in our own sexual energy. We can also experience that through our adult experiences through adult um, life and connections, etc. And the amazing thing about exploring this huge and vast philosophical and esoteric and energetic and physiological, biological experience is that it is so vast, it opens us up to whatever we're really ready for And that can be at any level of human experience. Usually, as I said, that the experience at the beginning tends to be of recognising how our body responds and how our body reacts. And it's not uncommon for people's bodies to recoil or to go into shock or to start shutting down or to start creating a sense of need to protect oneself at the mere thought sometimes of sexual arousal. And often that is where there has been unconscious or buried trauma. There's also the experiences of emotional responses with regards to the stream of sexual energy and how we respond to that within ourselves. And this can be because we've got unprocessed emotions about sexual experiences that we've had 
and how they've left us feeling. And the important thing that I'd like to say is that it is really normal to have various degrees of association with sexual energy. And I'll talk more about why this is inherently part of our journey of reclaiming this stream and allowing ourselves to be open and receptive to this stream of consciousness and this stream of creative life force. So sometimes during our lives, our encounters, our connections, we find that actually we're able to experience sexual energy to a certain degree. Within this particular bandwidth, we're good, we are more or less confident, competent, but then we start to find either small triggers or edges. Usually, if the experience of sexual energy with a partner perhaps is very deeply loving and supportive, what can happen is that we are shown mirrors of ourselves. We can start to feel and see, actually, how do we relate to this powerful stream and how do we relate to ourselves in this stream? So it's a very powerful mirror. Most of the time, people are not taught this about sexual energy and we don't realise that this is available to us. We don't really recognise that there's an opportunity here, a healing and a growth opportunity. So often what happens during sexual experiences is that there will be a degree of pleasure and intimacy that's able to be experienced through the body and through the heart and also through the mind, but often it's of a limited bandwidth. So the deeper aspects of sexual energy, the potent force, the life force, the transformational experience that maybe you hear about or you maybe dream about that can shake your entire foundation, that can flood your dwelling with miracle, with elation, with ecstasy. Often this is not what we experience on a day-to-day basis. Maybe we don't experience it ever. And what this leads to is a longing. And in some cases, a very deep longing. In some cases, we only notice the longing through a feeling of something being missing. Why is there all the love here? But when it comes to love making, I still don't feel like I'm being met. I still feel like there's a gap. I still don't feel completely surrendered and dissolved and like I am being taken into a new stream of consciousness. Why do I not feel the way I sense at some point within me is probably possible. And that's because we've developed within ourselves over many generations of conditioning views about sexual energy and associated sexual energy with certain behaviours and certain actions 
and certain sensations. So what I'm going to say next is kind of controversial. And that is, we have come to associate sexual energy with arousal, physical arousal, and erotic arousal that leads to physiological response and emotional responses. And that in itself is a single paradigm, a beautiful and powerful paradigm, but it is not the entire potential. It's not the entire picture. But because we have associated sexual energy with various sensations and various experiences, behaviours, etc., we limit ourselves unconsciously to that level of experience. And yes, indeed, it can be hugely healing and beautiful and pleasurable and can build deep connection and intimacy. But what I'm getting at is to introduce the deeper and more spiritual and esoteric practice of working with your sexual energy, which actually you will find doesn't pertain as much to sensations of sexual arousal or that feeling of being turned on and then therefore wanting to move through something or wanting to do something. In fact, it's the feeling almost of needing to do nothing but being moved by something far more potent, far greater than what you have associated the sexual experience with. So it's difficult to describe unless you've experienced this for yourself, but it is available for you to experience within yourself. And that's why sexual energy has been so discussed, so is so enchanting, and everybody has view because it's available within us all. We play with this on a moment-to-moment basis. It's our creative life force. But at this deeper level, at this deep energetic and spiritual level, what sexual energy does when it flows through you is actually dissolves you. So you are no longer you. You are no longer your conditions. You are no longer your conditioned mind because by virtue of having to have accepted to be a vehicle and a vessel for the stream, you have had to step aside from yourself. You have had to loosen your body. You have had to soften in your body, in your tissues, in your womb. You have had to open your heart. You have had to move aside from barriers that you have created that inherently limit your experience of creative life force. When I talk about creative life force, that is important because it relates to this notion of having to step aside from yourself. Imagine this very powerful stream that carries through your body, your being, your spirit, and runs with such force through your entire being that you can no longer be yourself. That the only thing that you can do 
to truly, truly receive this level of or this type of frequency is to surrender, is to bow down. And as you do that, you dissolve. And as you do that, you start to recognize yourself, i.e. you start to see yourself and all of your conditions. And it's like looking in a very, very clear mirror. The mirror is so bright and so clear, it just shows you everything that you have created that prevents you from accessing the stream and inherently makes you want to recreate yourself. It makes you so aware that you can recreate yourself and be recreated in this stream of consciousness that resisting it becomes futile. Now, this degree of sexual embodiment, this degree of sexual energy that runs through you is much deeper than being aroused. It's much different in its sensation, in its quality. It's almost nothing to do with sex. And this is why I said this is probably a little bit controversial The reason why I say it's nothing to do with sex is because it's nothing to do with the type of sensations that most people experience during lovemaking or during the sexual experience. It's so, so, so far deeper than that. It is an existential rebirth. And how many of us have existential rebirth during lovemaking? Really? How many of us come out of that lovemaking experience as a completely different person with a different set of perception, a different depth of perception, feeling differently, embodying, speaking, acting, moving differently? Often we don't. And that's okay. That's, again, natural and part of our journey. But this stream, which is often related to kundalini energy and if you've listened to my podcast i've talked about how to work with kundalini energy how to recognize it and what where and why it's often misunderstood and misinterpreted the potency of this life force is so enormous the only way i can really put words to it is to say it can actually dissolve an entire civilization within you and leave it like dust. And we are in this journey, this spiraling journey of life, learning how to let go at deeper and deeper levels, learning how to surrender, how to become undone. This is our magic as human beings. So when we experience this energy flowing through, and spiralling up from the base of the spine. That is the potential. It carries the potential for complete rebirth, divine deconstruction and creation. So when we use this life force energy, when we use our sexual energy to experience relief, to experience stress relief, to experience 
unmet needs being met, to experience a glimmer of connection, to experience hope on the horizon, to experience pleasure, to experience a bond. When we use sexual energy to have an experience, we are having a important but identity-limited experience. That experience is only important to us as long as we are embodied in that particular identity. An example. You may find yourself in a place where you're having a sexual experience to relieve boredom or frustration. That boredom and frustration relates to where you are right now in that particular identity. That is a particular use and harnessing of your sexual energy. That's a choice that you've made, a need that you've expressed, and now this experience is serving you. You may choose to use your sexual energy to deeply bond, connect and love, to express your love, to receive love with another person. Again, that is a choice, that is a conscious choice that you're making at a particular level of identity that you found yourself in, where that is expressed as an important need. There is also the realm where you experience sexual energy in order to release yourself from your existing identity by being willing to surrender to the stream and to the experience so entirely that all conditions, physically and structurally, emotionally, psychologically, relationally, all these conditions start to break down. These conditions start to break down when we're ready to let go. Letting go in the sexual experience, letting go when the charge of sexual energy is coming through our bodies, especially when it's with another person, can be particularly frightening. And this is why it's so important to heal the root space and the womb space to experience true embodied safety and womb connection and womb heart throat connection and alignment so that when you are having these deep and intimate experiences with somebody that you can actually start to move closer towards that place of deconditioning that place where the mirror is getting clearer and clearer and it's showing you yourself and you can speak clearly from your body about when things feel good or how things are making you feel or whether it's making you feel uncomfortable. When this channel is shut down, what happens is time and time again, you find yourself having experiences that are sexual in nature but are not truly deeply healing and fulfilling and nourishing to you at a mind body and spirit level what happens then repeatedly having experiences that do not serve 
your entirety, repeatedly taking sexual energy and seeing it through a very limited lens or experiencing it through this, what I call natural human distortion is confining to a particular level of consciousness. It's confining. It will feel safe because it will feel comfortable and familiar, but it is still a confinement. If you think about having sex that is purely mechanical, purely physical body, nothing else is engaged. It's purely for physical pleasure, to arrive at a climax, to release charge held in the body and to experience a arousal. That level of sexual experience is one level that meets a need but is inherently limited. If you keep repeating that experience over and over again, it becomes completely normal, normalised and comfortable. And then it becomes very difficult to recognise that there could be more out there, that they could be more for you and your body, that there could be a different type of experience that could be had. Because you're so busy experiencing all of this physical pleasure, it almost mutes your mind down to deeper, deeper elements. When you start to go inside the pleasure, when you start to recognise that these waves of pleasure are actually not what you're experiencing, but are, but is you actually flowing through yourself, when you start to embody the pleasure and recognise that you are the pleasure that you seek, that creates a completely different experience. And you can try this for yourself. The next time you're in an intimate experience with somebody and you feel safe and you try to let yourself go deeper by actually becoming the pleasure itself, becoming the sensation itself, become the wave, become the stream. When you become the stream, there will eventually be nothing left to you. Now, this process of surrender will take time and practice. Because as I said, it's like seeing yourself in a mirror. So each time you practice, you're going to see different layers and levels and stages of conditioning that you've built up. And often the people that have built up most sexual conditioning or conditioning around their sexual energy are the ones that are seeking to understand why they cannot experience sexual pleasure, why they cannot connect deeply and intimately in the sexual experience, why it feels the way it feels to them, because they are seeking something deeper. So if this is you and you're listening to this and you're thinking, I know I can have an experience that is deeper and I want to have an experience that is what something that my mind will not be able to grasp, but I sense it in my body, it must be available to me, it is available to you. But it will require you to not be you. This is the catch. 
not a, it's not really a catch it's more like a paradox this is the paradox to experience what you truly are to experience a pure, unadulterated stream of creative life force. You cannot be you. You have to be open to whatever is coming through you and accept it all. And then you become it all. And that is exactly what the fabric of this perfect universe is. It's a stream of perfect creativity. Which brings me into my final point. Often we associate sexual energy, creative life force with the sexual act, with procreation. We forget that creativity of any type, whether it's musical creativity, whether it's artistic creativity, whether it's an intellectual creativity, whether it's energetic creativity, whether it's just a moment staring into nature and imagining an imagination, whatever type of creativity is available to us, we can use and we can experience and is inherently available through this life force stream. So bringing ourselves into a new relationship with sexual energy, bringing ourselves into a relationship with sexual energy that is not limited and confining to just a sexual experience of pleasure, but actually bridging the true nature of ourselves as creative beings and asking ourselves, what do we want to create? What are we creating right now? This is where the real depth of alchemy can take place because when you have creative life force running through you and you channel specifically into creative work projects explorations rather than only associating it with the sexual experience you start to create a life and an inner world that is reflective of your higher potential. Of course, you can do this by having deep and profound experiences of love making, of sexual intimacy. You can do this every day, every night and have those levels of deep revelation coming through you. But you can also apply yourself and this energy, this stream of energy to anything that you want to create. So take some time now, especially if you're listening to this at this point and going, I have no idea what creativity means to me. How can I be more creative? I don't know. I'm not a creative person. Everyone is a creative person. In every single moment, you are creating yourself. But when we start to bring conscious awareness to how we're creating and what we're creating and the fact that we are creating, that's when things start to change. Before we bring conscious awareness, we believe that we are not creative beings. Again, creativity has certain connotations. Every single person... Every human being is a creative being. 
So ask yourself these questions and don't expect to have the answers immediately. Again, this is a creative process. You're going to flow, move through, explore, experiment. You're going to be receptive and open-minded as you ask these questions. Don't expect the answer to come immediately tonight or today. Take time. Open up the horizon for yourself. The first question is, what does creativity look like to me? What do I look like when I'm being creative? What do I feel like when I'm being creative? What do I want to create? What am I creating in my current identity, my current day-to-day life, that I am no longer being deeply nourished and served by? What am I creating in my day-to-day life that really deeply sparks me with the essence of what I feel I am, that makes me want to nourish myself more, that makes me want to serve deeper the people around me and myself and my craft and my work. So asking these questions and staying open as you're being shown the answers now for the next few weeks, perhaps, is going to be really important to recalibrate your relationship with sexual energy, how it shows up in your day-to-day life, and with your inherent creativity. Most of us are capable of creating incredible, incredible feats of genius. I truly believe that. But we have to take the time and the space to work within ourselves for that to be our true expression. Otherwise, we're busy consuming the creativity of other people and of other systems external to us and digesting it all day long within our own systems. And that in itself can be inspiring. That can also be limiting. So think about what you're taking in as well that makes you feel very deeply moved and and sparks that creative um, inspiration within you. And think about actually what makes you feel like you're shutting that part of yourself down. Sometimes it can be the career you find yourself in. Maybe the career you found yourself in is not particularly inspiring when it comes to your creative potential. Maybe you feel held back by that. It's really important to recognise that you've created this and you can recreate it. It doesn't mean you need to go off, hand your notice in and go and find yourself a creative job, although you might want to do that. But really, it's an opportunity to examine how can you bring creativity into your day-to-day by harnessing your sexual energy in such a way that it's actually building and creating a completely new and deeper paradigm of perception within yourself, 
that then allows you to see yourself and evolve yourself. This is why it can be really, really rewarding to work with sexual energy. This is also why it can be really healing to start recognizing the distortions that you've built up in your sexual energy. Distortions in terms of belief systems, emotions, physical sensations, etc. When you start to recognize the potential that you have and you have some inspired goals or you have some desires to experience something different, you will start moving towards a deeper aspect of yourself and your sexuality rather than being limited by what you've historically experienced or what you've been conditioned to experience. I hope this has helped and I would love to hear your thoughts and experiences about working with your sexual energy. What kind of things are coming up for you? What practices are you using and trying, experimenting with? And what creativity means to you? What do you want to create in this world and for yourself and for your families? So feel free to get in touch, safa at kamiahealing.co.uk. And we touch on this um, in more depth in the womb room journey. So if you're interested to learn more about rebirthing, how sexual energy can be channeled to essentially harness potent healing forces within you, creative creative forces within you and give you the opportunity to completely change your life and your life experiences, then Womb Room is a very powerful way for you to just have a direct experience of this rather than theorizing or getting lost in your mind about possibilities come and experience it for yourself in a beautiful and safe space so for those of you who are already signed in you're already joining the womb i'm super excited to meet you all september is going to be the biggest womb room that we've ever had it's a global group of people from all around the world it's absolutely quite incredible and it's great because it actually represents womb we are from all around the world all genders men and women are in womb room so this is my dream was always for womb to be a space of pure rebirth it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what gender you are you have the capacity to rebirth in womb. And more and more men, every time I run womb room, are recognising that. And I'm really pleased to say that this year we have um, couples joining the womb together to do this work together. We have families in the womb. We have siblings in the womb. We have lovers in the womb. We have people from all corners of the earth with varying degrees of experience of womb embodiment with varying degrees of experience of womb alchemy or even really knowing what womb is. So this is what's so beautiful and amazing about it. And of course, we have the womb veterans. I love you all so much, so much. You've been through every single womb with me. We're now on our ninth womb room. And 
you guys are such a fuel for me wanting to keep doing this work because I know how much it supported you on your journeys, how much you have grown and evolved and challenged yourself and healed yourself through this journey. Every single time we do it, you're going deeper and deeper and I'm so moved by it and your vulnerability in womb. We laugh, we cry, we, we do everything under the sun and we feel it all. And that's the potency of journeying together. It's such a powerful place to be and I welcome you to womb. If this resonates, feel free to check out my website, kamiahealing.co.uk or reach out to me. And I'll see you on the next podcast.